This week on the Ocean Cruises podcast, we are speaking with the hound of the high seas, Barry Parents from the YouTube sailing channel, Adventures of an Old Sea Dog. Barry is from Devon in the UK and has spent years working on the water. Seven years ago, he decided to change his life and set sail around the world by himself to complete a solo circumnavigation. His journey started in Portugal, where he found his vessel, a 36-foot Vandestat steelboat named White Shadow. Barry has so far sailed across the Bay of Biscay to the Canaries, across the Atlantic to the Caribbean, through the Panama Canal to the Pacific Ocean, exploring many of its tropical islands before arriving in New Zealand. And he has just set sail to Fiji. If you want to follow Barry's journey, check out his YouTube channel, Adventures of an Old Sea Dog. You can support the podcast on Patreon and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Watch the interviews on YouTube and download the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm in Pangarai, uh, which is in the north of um, uh, New Zealand. I've been here in real time a shocking two and a half years. Um, and that's really because of COVID and nothing else. But um, mm. everything, a lot of people don't understand it. I, I mean, if you see in the news that New Zealand was completely closed down and we have been down here, people couldn't get in, people couldn't get out. Well, we could get out, but you have had nowhere to go to because all the other countries around me have been closed now for two years. Um, so I'm literally pre- prepping the boat now to leave to go to uh, Fiji, which is going to be the new the new location. Right. Um, so I've been in the videos going, trying to keep everybody interested t- until I can move on, which is going to happen soon now. Oh, good job. <laughs> well, you've kept people interested. I can't believe you've been there for two and a half years. I want. I mean, your videos are um, behind a little bit. That makes sense. But yeah. wow, that's I mean, a long time. Yeah, I mean, normally I, I I keep them behind time a bit because you've always got yeah. something to put out, and also yeah. uh, I can take time off and relax a little bit, and there's still material. But I didn't mean for them to be so far behind. Um, but with COVID, I allowed it to be so because I knew that the, I was going to be short of material. So the first part of COVID, um, people are putting boring stuff on, and I'm still out there going, yeah, in sailing, I'm in fun. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm not trying to sort of um, pull the wool over anybody's eyes or deceive them um, because I always say my real-time updates are on Facebook and what have you. But that, that time thing is going to close right up very quickly now uh, the last video i think covered or the one before that covered about four months so i'm like squishing it all up um no it's the last video actually i think and the same again with a new video that's coming out you can see i my hair is is in real time it's a bit longer than it is. <laughs> yeah true but <laughs> well, the beard's so, a bit shorter as well now yeah yeah, yeah. so uh yeah, I'm actually squishing that up because I'm going to move to Fiji and I'm tying up all the loose ends here. And I've only been putting out one video every two weeks. Mm. Uh, that's all I can I can manage these days as the workload is just low. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that, that time lag is going to compress now. Well, you've actually done a lot of work to your boat in the time you've been there, like a, a hell of a lot of work. Well, I've been here so long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've actually been out to the water on a hard, I think, four or five times now. I haven't covered everyone because uh, I, uh, for example, I, the winter, because our, our seasons are reversed down here, 
uh, our, our winter, um, uh, uh, which is just coming on now, um, the winter before, I didn't film anything at all, anything at all, because it was boring. So I leapt straight into uh, the summer season, which is what you're seeing now. And we'll see over the next few videos what I did up until uh, last month, basically. So that's going to come up over the next few years because I'd, I'd done everything and people got fed up, would, would get fed up of me watching, watching me chip bits of rust off the boat. But yeah, but it's an ongoing, I don't do maintenance anymore. I do repairs. Yeah. And it's an ongoing thing. You have a steel boat, you know, you just always, you're always up for that. It's funny. We're in a marina in uh Gran Canaria, like a, about four months ago and there'd been a steel beautiful steel boat that had literally just been repainted and there was yes. rust spots already <laughs> i i get that people have seen me working on my deck and that's because there's um the boat was built it was it was uh, there's a lot of filler on it if there's a little bit it's called filler if there's lots of it, it's called fairing hmm. um which is what's on my boat and, um, it cracks through and then the salt water gets underneath and it explodes out the, the rust, uh, the steel underneath. So I've had a lot of problems with the deck. Uh, so like you say, I, I redone the deck so many times and I'm ready to leave now. Um, but again, there, there's little bits of rust coming up. That's uh, so the nature of owning a steel boat. That's what you have to put up with. Yeah, I think the pros outweigh the cons. I mean, if you look at the, you know, the, the, Big exploration boats, big super yachts, stuff like that. There's not many of that size still being made out of like fiberglass or wood. So yeah, I think for, for what you're doing, it's perfectly suited. You made a good pick. Yeah, and it's also it was a conscious decision that I mean, you see these things where people hit containers, for example, crossing the Atlantic. Yeah. Fairly rare, but it it does happen. Uh, with this boat, uh, you I could get hit by a quite big boat. Touch wood, that you know, doesn't happen. But uh, but after five, where in, in a modern, especially a modern fiberglass boat, you would die. Uh, yeah. Because that that is um, so. It was a con kind of conscious decision to have steel, and uh, we've just had something down here uh, in New Zealand. The the time when I came down here, there was a guy killed. The weather was really bad. There was a guy killed. I won't mention the make of the boat. We want to get into that, but fair to say it was a modern fiberglass boat. Mm. And it flipped, and one of the portholes popped out, and water came in, and it ended up in a death and uh, the sinking of the boat and uh, a major rescue operation, which have uh, changed the laws down here in New Zealand now. They have a category one, which if, you, if, you, if you're a New Zealand boat, you have to have shutters on, on your hatches which is an old idea, which they're bringing it back in now because yeah. so the portholes or even the windows, as they call them now, are so big, ridiculously mm. big, at the lighting. But when you get waves of a quarter of a ton in weight hitting you at force on those things, yeah, you know, that's that's um, fouling trouser time. You know, it's just scary. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they wouldn't put them on houses if you had waves hitting houses, so I don't know why they put some of them on boats. <laughs> And just the way they're made, but that would—that's another subject for another day, maybe. But that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to go steel. It's also um, easy to repair, although a bit of a pain in the bum, but uh, it's easy to repair. Um, but yeah, it takes a lot of maintenance.
Yeah, a lot of maintenance, but definitely worth it. I mean, it, it, in in a way, it's so convenient. Like we've um, got a yard about fifteen minutes away from where we are, and there's a few decent welders in there. And it's like if there's a problem, you just cut out a massive bit of the hole and then just weld a new bit in. Um, you know, that would be that would be major on a fiberglass boat. Perhaps you couldn't even do it in some cases. Um, but yeah, great for that. I mean, I feel like taking down a piece of steel and saying, can you weld me a new boat onto this, please? <laughs> <laughs> Might be a more sensible option sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it, it's, uh, and I, there's, I think one of the recent videos of some friends of mine and they had a huge piece cut out of their steel boat. Um, but so far, so good, but I've just found some damage at the back of my boat where water's yeah. coming in and I know um, and that's going to have to be dealt with, which is going to involve a lot of cutting and rewelding. But I'm going to wait till I get to possibly Fiji um, and to do some of that work where it'll be cheaper to do it. And that was originally the plan was to get the boat refitted in places like Fiji, Indonesia, da 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 da, where prices are better. Um, New Zealand's a wonderful country, but you, know, you have to pay people lots per hour to, to get the word okay. People have to live and pay their bills, which is fair enough. But when you're on a, a, a tight budget, uh, these things matter, yeah. What's it like in New Zealand for getting equipment in there for like imported from the EU or is it different for China? Like, is it simple to get boat stuff? Because, I mean, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's so far away from everywhere else, New Zealand. Um, it is good. The, the connections are good now. I mean, over COVID, things were different. But yeah. Put that normal times, and now again, uh, it's getting there. There's a, there's a there's a um, as most people will know that there's a supply problem throughout the world for microchips and all this sort of stuff, and that has a trickle effect coming into stuff that we use on boats. Uh, that having been said. We, our next door names are Australia, and uh, it's a it's a much bigger population. We've only got five and a half million people here, so that won't support having and having everything kind of um, um, uh, society. So mm -hmm. they have to order from abroad. Um, it, it, I mean, it's a, a global economy, really. Everywhere you go these days, but yeah, you can order stuff from Australia. Uh, they got a lot of stuff in, in stock. I just got an Iridium Go. Because oh, uh, I decided it's time to have that on the boat. I haven't You've already travelled the majority way around the world. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's for Indian Ocean and South Africa where you really need to time everything. Yeah, and yeah. also when I when I was sort of missing through the Pacific, my sister uh, chew me out after and say, you know, you'll not do. I thought you were dead. You know, you need to have yeah, some yeah. way. Yes to let, let us know you're safe. And um, and also this has a tracker, so people can track me. But but that, that that ordering that unit, it took time. They had to come from China to Australia, and they didn't have them. And um, they actually, I will say, they, they bent over backwards to get them sorted out. Well, I've got it now. But it had to, to do the loop to get through to me. You can order stuff here. And there are some indigenous products products that are, are good, uh, some of the paint, things like that, uh, you can get here. And also, you can have everything made here. That was another reason for being in this part of the country. 
There's a, in the yard here, we've got stainless steel, you know, da, 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 all kinds of people. You can just pick up the phone and call and you get stuff done. Right. How shoddy holding up in general? I mean, you've, you've put some miles on the beast now. Um, you've got, we've had a few rust spots, but how's, how's all the systems? How's she still sailing? How's everything else? When I bought the boat, um, the guy who built her, I mean, he, 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 I think it was about a 17 year build or something. It's a one man job. The hull was professional. And then he fitted her out. Um, uh, and he put some electronics in, which are a bit overcomplicated. And when I couldn't understand him on they broke. I never replaced them. I simplified everything. So I'm still in that process. If anything breaks, I don't like it. It's too complicated. I simplify it. Because um, everything breaks on a boat. Everything, anything and everything will break on a boat. Um, and the other thing that was done was uh, I, there was an old engine put in there. Right? I've got a Perkins. Um, okay. It's it's a big one. And it's over. Um, there's a friend of mine here. He's a, uh, an English guy. He's a mechanic. And he couldn't understand you know, why it was basically this huge engine and a small boat. I mean, she sits like that, you know, ass down in the water. Um, so that has is sort of concern. Perkins have got, they've got a great name, it goes, you know, you turn the key and it goes bumbly bum. But there's, you know, there's bits, it she leaks oil and uses a lot of diesel and this and that. So you've got to keep an eye on all this stuff and you, you pray and you think, oh God, please don't let that break. But um, yeah, she's Shadi's not in as good a condition as she was, but that's un understandable. Um, as you say, she she gets a lot of grief, especially from mm -hmm. me. The sea is an unkind place, and uh, on a limited budget, you can. You, I'm down now to um, making sure the boat is safe and all the all the the things like the masts and the rigging. I've had rigging work done and sails. And all that stuff, and the engine runs okay, and everything else, and the hull is waterproof. But everything else is is by the by. You know, it's it's you can do without it. You can back in the old days, people did it a lot less than I have now. So yeah. I'm I, and everything to a minimum is kind of the answer to your question. But yeah, she's not the boat she was. But uh, I I work hard to to keep her up to a certain standard that is acceptable and safe. Yeah, I mean, she's been well used as well, you know, <laughs> so uh, that's a good, another good reason for it. <clears throat> What's the sale to um, Fiji going to be like? Do you have to time that at a certain, um, a certain time of year from leaving uh, the place in New Zealand where you are? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, um, I, uh, windy.com is, I, well, I shouldn't mention names really, but they, everybody uses that as a go-to yeah. um, thing while they're on land. Um uh, and you can see from there, um, the, the weather patterns are pretty awful at the moment. We've just got two storms come through and we've actually had some cyclones, but not big ones, but they're just off, off, offshore. There's some bad, bad weather this winter. Um, but yes, the uh, cyclone season has ended, but there's still some stuff out there. And uh, we're, you, you've got to wait for the winds that are blowing from from south to north, obviously, to go uh, the thousand nautical miles to Fiji. And there's been contrary winds and there's been like blank spots with no wind in the middle and all kinds of stuff. Some friends of mine went over and they, they got a good weather window at the beginning of May. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, but I at the moment, 
there's no possibility possibility of leaving the end of next week. But you can't. Oh, nice. Yeah, the the prediction is is more than six days away, so you you can't tell exactly. I mean, four days is about as long as, as you can safely uh, sort of look at it and say, well, that's what it's going to be. But yeah, it's a it's a waiting game, and I I, I just broke my ankle. Yeah, I saw that. That was a hell of a photo you put on Facebook with that big old boot on. Yeah. What happened? Uh, I was just getting on the friend's boat and um and I was so oh, this is unacceptable behavior. Obviously. Oh no. <laughs> just like yeah, and uh, he got um I on a boat I had before. If you have a big cockpit, you have a, like a little rail that runs down the middle of your cockpit. So when you're you're healing over uh, you can put your feet on that to support yourself and um, uh, usually remove it when you're in port and his was still there and I stepped into what I thought was a flat cockpit floor and uh, turned my ankle and broke a little bone and tore some tendon um, which is kind of repairing it's got to be good because I gotta I gotta sell this boat in a week yeah so so that's so where we go do? with that. You're going to keep that boat on and then, uh, sorry, you're going to keep the boot on and then leave or can that thing come hey. off? Yeah. 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 I, I, it's getting better. I, I <laughs> might be able to manage that. But uh, yeah, I'll be all right when I'm at sea. It's it's yeah. uh, getting to the, down the river to a place called Marsden Cove, which is where I, I, I came into the country. That's the international uh, port. Uh, mm-hmm. I can check it. I have to leave the marina here. Uh, just before I go and check out. So there's lots of running about on deck and tying ropes, obviously, exactly. going in, going into marinos. So that's, uh, I might take somebody with me for that. I don't know yet. Uh, uh, but once I leave the marina, I should be okay. But I'm, it's, 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 it's healing up pretty quick. And I had well, COVID a couple of weeks ago as well. So um, it's had a bad thing. run, mate. Yeah, it's, it's put me behind. But the weather's been bad. The weather, been good now to sell. I would have been annoyed, but uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, worse has happened to me. Just going back, I mean, like obviously, you never intended to stay in New Zealand for like two and a half years because not many people do when they go cruising. It's not the biggest place in the world, you know. There's there's many places yeah. you could spend two and a half years. Maybe New Zealand isn't one of them by choice. What what was the original plan going to be like? And like, how, how did that story go? Like, when you arrived, did you know, okay, I'm checking in and I'm here until things change, or is this? Have you just had to go with it as it's come? Well, I'd always, I'd always wanted to come to New Zealand, and also it's exactly halfway around the world, so I've done half, mm. half the navigation. Um, and I, from here, I was going to go up to Indonesia, well, Australia, Indonesia. Um, and I kind of got uh, Pacific out, you know, I I'd spent all that time in the Pacific. I'd had enough of the, uh, as if anybody could really have enough of it, the turquoise seas and the palm trees. And the, but now after two and a half years up the river in New Zealand, I'm ready. So I'm going to Fiji. Originally, I wasn't going to Fiji. I thought I'd been, I did Tonga and then I came yeah. here and I, okay, now it'll go on. And then, of course, the world all closed shut down everything changed but now of course and it's not just me it's the viewers i mean i i i care about the, the channel and uh, i i i love the people who watch the videos and uh, they deserve 
to see some uh, exotic places after all this time. Uh, no more chipping bits of Rust Valley. Let's have a sandy beach and uh, <laughs> so, so. But yeah, so I need I need to go there. Right? That's what I'm going to do. It'll be good for everybody. It'll be good for the channel. Good for the viewers. Good for me. Uh, mm. And just to, to dive off the boat in warm water. It's just fabulous, and uh, it's proper cruising. It's the cruising life I miss, which I've not had yeah. here. Was it, I mean, was that even possible in New Zealand over the past two and a half years? Like, could you have potted around from Anchorage to Anchorage, or is it like you're in your marina, deal with it? I kind of, yeah, it's, it's comfortable in the marina. Um, it, New Zealand is, is, a, is, um, is, a, is different to what the cruising life, you would expect from cruising life in other countries. Uh, you can't have a fire on a beach, for example. Um, yeah. I like all cruisers get together in the evening and you go you go for a beer o'clock or a, a sundown or something on the beach and uh, there'll be families of you know, those the, 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 the kid boats you know, with their families uh, and there'll be a big gathering and uh, you'd like a bonfire and have a few drinks and, and and a bit of a barbecue and and that kind of thing is what the crew but that doesn't you can't do that here um and also this is a very beautiful country, don't get me wrong, and it's a wonderful place, but it's not really the cruising life here. Mm. Um, there's a lot of places you've got nowhere to take your garbage. You cruise around from place to place, and um, th there's nothing there. There's no bar, there's no road. It's just a nice bay. And it's very nice if you're with a family or you're, you've got a character, there's two of you. But when you're by yourself, you're like, yeah, yeah uh, right, okay. And um, it's it's a different thing here. That's why I took a trip down in the in a van. I, I flew down to the South Island and took a yeah. tour. That that was that was breathtaking. That was brilliant. That was really good. But the North Island here is not really a cruiser's playground. Um, but I have been out. That's coming up in the next few videos. Uh, okay. I have been several times um, um, just to get out of the marina but yeah it's um and the the weather is not always great but no it is nice beautiful but it's not a cruising kind of place right i think it's just because it's so far out of the way i mean it's like the it, people go in there on a sailboat that passing through i mean even if they want to go there as part of the destination they're going to somewhere else and I don't, and unless it's like coming from the Caribbean Pacific and then across, I don't think you get many people actually going there. Um, yeah. Like, do you get a yeah. lot of Australian boats heading there as a destination? Uh, I've, I've met a couple, but not many. Yeah, you'd imagine but, they go to Asia um, rather. Yeah, yeah. I think they go up towards Bali Way and that sort of thing. Exactly. I, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 again, the COVID thing has knocked everything out of whack. So it's not the it's not the norm at the moment. So I can't say what the norm is here. I think uh, Aussies come up, but it's it's so easy for them just to get on a plane and hop over mm. and stay in an Airbnb. Um, I don't really know is the answer to that. I, I I know that Kiwis go to Australia. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The other way around. <laughs> the other place is bigger and warmer. So yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, country. I always said it's like a really big version of uh, like England, but 
prettier and the cities are probably a bit cleaner. But you've yeah. got more experience, so you know more than me. Back home, I live in, you know, uh, Devon and Cornwall. Yeah, and nice place. I, the, the countryside around here, I was, uh, I thought, it, oh, this is like Cornwall, but it's on steroids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I have some friends, I you know, to what I've just said about it's not the cruising place, best place to be. But it is, if you're going, if you like hiking, if you like walking and you know, doing that sort yeah. of stuff, tramp, they call it here, uh, then it's a, the North Island is a brilliant place, as well as the South Island, obviously. But yeah, it's different if you're not on a boat. And if you've got a car and you see that here, uh, the best way to do uh, the North Island is not by boat, it's by um, camper van or camping yeah. or something. And their, their facilities are second to none here, you know. Uh, with cooking facilities, toilets, and everything like that, and you just rock up and in their car park, and you pay a little fee, and, and it's all there for you. And that's by far the best way to see this part of the country, this part of the world. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it helps when you when you can cruise on like a uh, semi decent budget, and you're not like skimping by because you know you can go to a lot of countries, a lot of beautiful places, and the most interesting stuff is like 20, 30 miles inland. Um, if you're on a low budget and you can't afford a rental or, you know, to get a taxi or whatever, you're going to miss out. Yeah. That, I mean, there's a tip, actually, if any any of your listeners uh, want to come down here, people buy a vehicle. I, if I didn't know I was going to be here two and a half years, I would have done the same. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> there's just these guys that come and there's a whole bunch of cruisers. They, they, they go up to Fiji. Uh, in in uh, the winter, in our winter time down here, and then the cyclone season, they come back to New Zealand. They do. They've been doing this for years and years. There's a whole bunch of us doing that. And people, when they come here, they buy a, a car. They're, they're reasonably cheap here, cars, and the insurance is cheap. You buy a cheap car, um, and uh, you drive it around. At the end of your six months, when you have to leave, you sell it. So it's like having a free free rental car. So that's what people do. Uh, and it's a great way of uh, seeing the country. Just buy a car and then sell it when you leave. That's really what, like similar price to UK? Because UK is cheap for cars. Is it? Well, I haven't been in the UK for a while. I mean, you can buy yeah. uh, uh, a four thousand New Zealand is equivalent to two thousand quid, two thousand yeah. pounds. So uh, for international guys, that's like sixteen hundred US dollars or something. You can buy half decent, you know, a car that will get you around, yeah. Yeah, so, well, I remember my second car was like a 1.2 Vauxhall Corsa, and that was two grand, and that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. really good car, strong, lasted for ages. It's probably still going. Uh, uh, well, I got me dot, my, dot my US dollar thing on, it'd be different. Anyway, so I got it wrong around, but yeah. You yeah, get it'd be like 2,400 or something like that, US, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, that's the way to do it. So the plan from Fiji is then to go to Indonesia. And how long do you think you want to spend in Indonesia? Because that's a pretty big place where there's a lot of stuff to see. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, the Indonesia, a lot of there's not much wind in Indonesia. And uh, I, I haven't, as, as you know, I haven't got the boat for having no, I don't run the engine and this and that. So, um, I'm, I'm going to go to, if I go, it'll be down the, the southern, but Bali area, that sort of area there. Yeah. 
and to go west you have to go through the Torres Strait which is the top end of um, the Coral Sea, the Great Barrier Reef that runs along Australia. Now, uh, Australia uh, was only one boat got through during COVID times. They only allowed one boat in, as people I know. Um, um, uh, so you have to go to Australia. So Australia is on the cards uh, to go through the Torres Strait. You need to be able to hop up the coast because it's quite a dangerous place, especially by yourself. And hmm. um, then from there uh, to Darwin and then maybe up to Indonesia, the southern parts where the Bali is and that sort of thing. And then across the Indian Ocean. So I'm not going to do much more than that, I don't think. The original plan was to go up to Thailand, Malaysia yeah. and Thailand. Uh, as a young child, I was partly brought up in Malaysia. My father worked out there and we until I was three um, and I wanted to go back and see if I could find a place where we used to hang out it's the first time I ever went on a boat uh, we had our own little boat we used to go out to the islands there but I the time I'm so far behind schedule now and uh, the boat's aging and I'm aging and uh, I'm not sure which of us is going to give out first but um, I'm kind of thinking of a more direct thing which will yeah. be uh, get around Australia uh, and then across the Indian Ocean to South Africa. That's kind nice. of the next, I'll be in a year from now, I think. Are you thinking of like stopping in Zanzibar and like some exotic places like that? No, no. Um, I, 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 I've been to Africa before. I, so, so people are doing that and I think, it would be a good if I if if I was younger and maybe if I there was a crew on board there was several of us. It's hard work by yourself to to sort of do some of these things, um, and I feel a bit vulnerable being on a boat by myself in some places. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I think I, I think I really want to just do the get through the Indian Ocean, and then go around uh, South Africa uh, into the Atlantic. That's kind of what the plan is at the moment right you know it's like i mean you're young in a way because you you're fit um but you're a more mature guy for sure um you've been doing this for like quite quite a long time and it's strenuous you know and it's hard physically and yeah. um, you've definitely not done it in the easiest way. You've done it by yourself on a massive steel boat, uh, you know, that you maintain and do a lot of repairs to. Um, has it taken a toll on you physically? Like, do you feel older because of it? Um, do you feel like you've aged somewhat, just given, you know, the stress and anxiety that does come with it? I know it's a beautiful thing and it's great to do, but, get, you know, doing it by yourself on a big boat like you've got, it, it's hard work. What do you mean? I'm only 27. You look it, but I know you're a bit older. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I know I've got, you know, a crack bone in my leg, and I've got a few other bits and pieces. That was another reason for sort of getting back towards Europe, so I can fly home to get free medical attention. You know, and, and <laughs> the whole, you know. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I'm still reasonable condition, um, and this this life keeps you fit. You've got to be fit to do this, or reasonable fitness. Mm. Um, yeah, 
No, it. I I've certainly aged a bit when I look at the videos. I look back. Um, but, I think uh, that beard took about ten years off you, mate. It was a good look. He was he was getting long yeah, and strong. Back, that thing. Back, back a bit, uh, but the hairs. hairs look. Um, yeah, I I I don't know. It's a difficult one. I in my head I feel young, but then the body says no, and the knees are getting going and you know, all that sort of stuff, which is normal. But there comes a point where I, you know, if you can't get on your own boat, on and off your own boat or in and out of a dinghy or something, then it's time to quit. And that time comes to everybody. And you see you see sad people that stretch it too far. They go on for too long. Um, and the other thing was uh, there was opportunity to leave the boat here. The fact that legally the boat can actually stay here another year. I can't. My, my visa runs in a couple of weeks. Um, so I could actually fly home. Uh, and have things sorted out and stuff I need, to, other things I need to do. But you see the things about people, boats for sale, you know, due to illness, that are, people don't come back. And I know that if I leave the boat here and fly home, I won't come back. I just kind of know that it's, it's like, so no, I'm just going to keep going. You know, if I drop dead, I'm just going to keep going, keep pushing at it, because that's this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, so yeah. regardless. How I feel it. I'm just going to keep going. I like the, the leg. I just hell with it. It's either, yeah. it's either you're a bit of pain or spend another winter in New Zealand. You know. So <laughs> yeah. So maybe just deal with another fracture of some sort as long as you're getting out of there. You know. Whilst yeah. whilst you're on that, it would be nice to just like go back to the beginning because I remember. You know, I've watched your videos. I think I picked up on like your journey when you arrived in Spain. I think I think it was about there, or I remember I watched a recent video you did where somebody or a bunch of lads robbed off with your dinghy, and that made me laugh because I live in Spain. So I was like, "All right, yeah. bit, I felt sorry for you." Obviously, well, you got it, you got it back anyway. But I was like, "Yeah, that's that's one that you could have expected." Um, but you did, was this like a dream that you had, and it was your father that wanted to do something similar. Um, or like, what, what was it? Actually, I remember you were talking about it once because I know you um, you put the kitty together with some inheritance, I remember you saying. Yeah, no, my father didn't want to do this. My, uh, he, okay. he paid <laughs> um, yeah. within, I mean, I, it's no secret, but, um, you know, I, I worked doing all kinds of different things in my life and um, never made any money. But, got by and then my 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 father and my parents both passed away and um i i got my my father's house i have a sister and she graciously uh let me have the whole house because she'd done well before from uh, my, my mother's estate um won't go into that but 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 yeah so with, with with her blessing um i got my father's house and um I thought, well, what do I do? I could buy another house, sell it and buy another house down in the south where I was living or um, sell it and buy a boat and sail around the world, which is what I did. So my father uh, financed it, basically. I call it his boat. Right, so that, okay. was, that, that was before the YouTube thing, you know, so uh, yeah. that things again. But at that time, it was a limited budget, you know, I would sail around the world and then sell the boat 
get back to England and sell about and I don't know what. Yeah, but I mean, it's worked out pretty well because I imagine like the trip is like kind of self-funding now, the work you do and the, you know, the part of the journey where you're showing people that will tick everything over. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, I mean, YouTube was was uh, completely different just a few years ago. Oh, yeah. um, was Patreon, which is the, it's like a patron thing uh, for those who don't know. Um, that didn't exist either. And so things have changed where now people who are serious content providers for platforms like YouTube can get paid. Uh, so we, the idea being that one can't exist without the other. But before that time, people used to do stuff for free. But the, the quality was low. People, you'd just yeah. run around jumping a camera and people's... Then I'd, I stopped doing it because it was silly and I wasn't, nobody's watching. I then started filming bits and pieces when I got the boat and mm-hmm. thought, well, maybe I can do something with it. So, yeah, and then then it sort of matured and changed as, as time went on. Yeah, I mean, it's been an amazing journey. It's been so interesting. I remember when I first started watching your videos, like um, way back in the beginning, like, <clears throat> I don't know, four three, four, five years ago. I can't remember. It's been a while. Um, I don't think there was anybody else really doing what you were doing. I don't think there was anybody solo sailing around the world on a big steel boat. No, I'm British anyway. So I've, I found it really interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's anyone doing that now. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few people, but not like the route you've taken and the way you've, you know, done the journey and played it out. Um, yes. I mean, I, as far as I know, uh, I'm uh, one of the few that are doing a circumnavigation, although I've never actually said I'm doing a circumnavigation. That's, it's obvious what, that's what I'm doing. But yeah, it, I, I don't know. It's a niche. It's also, it's my age. It's my age. It, it's a little niche. And I get a lot of uh, people on their couches thinking, well, I wish I could have done that. And that, that's great. Um, I love those guys. Yeah. How, how has it changed? So like... <clears throat> Obviously, you said you never said you were doing a circumnavigation, but that's always what you intended to do. I think that was, that was kind of obvious. That was the, that was the goal. It was the mission. Um, just taking COVID aside, has the, has the plan changed since you first started? Like, would, did you intend to do the route you did in the time frame you did prior to COVID? Or has it, you know, did it evolve as, as you were going on? You know, I know that you stayed in some, some of the islands in the Caribbean for a while longer than you intended to because you enjoyed them. Um, or have you kind of stuck to the original ideas that you had? Um, yeah, no, I, yes, I mean, the, the, the original idea, uh, as I said, is now put back a few years and I, I'm taking the shortcut in, in, and I'm going to miss out like Thailand, hmm. uh, really for a thing. Um, but yeah, it's going to be about the same. Um, that you can you can do through the Indian Ocean. You can do a shortcut. Well, it's not really a shortcut, but you can go up through the Suez Canal, which is a big yeah. old detour. Um, and then you've got to stop off and do all the paperwork. And, and I've actually I've actually sailed up the the, the Red Sea before once before um, in another life. But I think I might I want to do the Cape. Uh, go around um, uh, to, uh, south of Africa, and I wish I'd done 
the south of South America. I wish I'd done that. So I'd have done both cases, but you know, that's whatever. Um, and then um, the only other thing that I really want to do, which I'm still going to do, is stop off at the island of St. Helena, which is in the South Atlantic, for those who don't know, um, on, on the way up to Brazil, uh, which is where, kind of where you aim for uh, when you leave South Africa. My family, my mother's family, come from there. Uh, so actually, I I actually come from St Helena, my family. So I'm going to that. that out. That would be brilliant. So, yeah, well, I'm probably the other person to know about that, and um, and then cross the Atlantic. But then, but you can't you can't sail straight up the Atlantic from there back to Europe or England. Uh, the the wind is against you. You have to do a huge loop around, or you go to the Caribbean, which you know. <laughs> Why wouldn't I not want to go to the Caribbean? <laughs> I know, it's not a bad so spot we'll... to pass through, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask that part next, actually. So, like, when once you, you know, round the uh, the Cape of Good Hope, like, what is the what is the intention then? So you're going to head over to Brazil, stop in St. Helena, and are you thinking of doing Caribbean, Bermuda, shoot across? Or are you thinking, like, the uh, East Coast yeah. of the States? Yeah, no, it'll probably be yeah, St. Helena and then uh, the Caribbean. Although, of course, sort of goes to you go up that way and then it might or might not stop there. Um, yeah, because the, the seasons will be such that I, I have to, to, to go. You can't go to the north of um, the North Atlantic, obviously, before May, June, yeah. uh, if you don't want to get your ass. Uh, so you have to kill time, you know, so... Come December, you leave South Africa. I think November is something like that. It's all to do with the flows, the, the, the seasons, and the, the currents, the tides, blah, 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 blah. And it's a lot to get your head around, but it's something like that. Uh, leave uh, South Africa in November, um, stop at St. Helena, and then you arrive at um, the Caribbean for December, which is party time in the Caribbean, for those that get know. <laughs> and then uh, Come uh, the beginning of the northern uh, summer, you head off across to the Azores and then back to Plymouth, and uh, then I've done it. Then you've done it, mate. What what are you going to do? I mean, I think you were born to do this, and I think you were born to live on a boat. I think it's going to be quite strange for you to uh, turn back up in the UK and check into a house. Ah, I never said anything about a house. Right. Um, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I've been looking if I could buy myself a shoebox or something. I could form because all my all my stuff is in, in my sister's garage and other friends' places, and um, it would be nice to have somewhere. But who knows? I don't know. No, the plan is uh, at the moment is to um, uh, I'll probably sell Shaddy. Sorry, Shaddy, um, and um, then she'll job. get love and care from someone who's better. That's the way a steel boat ownership goes. You know, you, you do what you do, then somebody else buys the boat and spends a fortune on it. And the idea was to buy it to, to sail, possibly fly back to Fiji or something, get a boat there, buy a boat in Fiji, uh, or a lot of these places in Indonesia. If you want a cheap, good boat, go to places where people have had enough for them, they're not well or what have you. So there's a plethora of uh, in in far off and then um, 
sell locally around there. That's kind of the idea. I who knows. Yeah, that's true. That I've, I've been. I sold my boat uh, like two weeks ago, and we're going to get one. We're going to get our next boat like start of the next season, probably January, February. And um, yeah, if you look for, you know, look at like Malaysia, Indonesia, Thailand. There's just some amazing deals there because obviously people get halfway around the world and they're like, Jesus, this was tough. Um, so yeah, they just sort of, we just need to offload and lay off this thing. But yeah, you can get some incredible deals over at that side. You just got to sail it back if you want to do your part of the Caribbean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. States have actually got some cheap, deal, good deal. Well, so yeah, possibly buying a boat in the States and then selling into the Caribbean out there, you know. So all, all yeah. these things are possible. I think I've done what I'm going to do. I don't want to do, and I'll also be too old to really, well, not too old, but I, I don't want to do long, huge, humongous, scary passages because. Because I, I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. I know it's going to be all kinds of like, oh, things coming up. That's just the nature of that. And this is a good boat. We're, apart from all our faults, so this, this boat has kept me safe and, and will we'll continue to do so. And I'll, I'll, I'll be upset the day I, I suffer, but that's the, just the way it goes. Um, yeah. So the, no, I, I don't see myself sort of sitting on my ass reading uh, uh, yachting magazines in a somewhere for the rest of my life, no. <laughs> I don't think anybody sees you doing that, mate. <laughs> I don't think anybody would pitch you doing that. Right, so here's an interesting question. Um, so you're going to get rid of the um, the Shabmeister and then you're probably going to get something a little bit more lightweight if it's just going to be, you know, popping around here and there. Have you had any thoughts about that? No, I mean, I... I see deals coming up. Plastic boats tend to be expensive, though. Uh, so, but do I really want another steel boat? No, because uh, because I said before, it's, it's a lot of maintenance, and uh, you get to a point you want you don't want to be upside down in a bilge, you know, scrunching your hand into a tiny space doing up a nut and all this sort of stuff. Um, Rich enough to pay other people to do. It. That's partly why I want to do a refit um, in, a, in a place that the lower than they are here. I mean, the service is great. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not been in any way uh, nasty to the. It, it, it's uh, it's great here, but you have to pay like the same as it is in Europe, really. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But uh, there is some great, uh, that's why one of the reasons I want to go to Thailand is to get all new sails and canvas work done. Well, that's not going to happen now. Uh, but I, I, I've, I've got a couple of good deals here. So that, that's got sorted. Um, yeah. So, but I don't know. Uh, uh, fiberglass is great for low maintenance. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're not doing any ocean passages and you're just pottering around, definitely makes the most sense. You know, they're easier to handle. It'll go a lot quicker. Um, <clears throat> probably easier in lighter winds as well. I mean, I, I imagine you need a fair bit of winds to actually get that thing moving. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, you do. I, I just, in fact, there's a video coming up soon where I, I crack out the, uh, I've got a cruising chute on board and it's been on board for seven years. I've never used it. And it's brilliant. It's now my favourite sail. So I've got it all rigged up ready to, to sail uh, to you the next time the wind is low. And she, 
But you're right. She, she, this boat will not move. And I, I remember that when I first bought it, I got set. Didn't quite you move it? Just sat there. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a good sailor. I mean, I back in Plymouth, I used to do a little bit of racing, and that's not my thing. But I used to go with friends because there was a good after, you know, uh, back in the yacht club. Afterwards, was always a good uh, Same with me. do sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but my friends used to sit at the the wind, the, uh, the winch, you know, be like ding, 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 feeding it out and pulling it in, just like like that, and just to get the the extra ends not out of it, you know. And, um, and I just, I can't do that, and I I just like let it out, pull it in, do this, do that, and see if she'll go faster. So I'm not a technically good sailor at all. No, because um, I'm not competitive. I was, I wasn't made that way. But yeah, um, this boat is, is, it's like sailing a bus with wobbly wheels. <laughs> yeah, so very strong, keeps you safe, but you're not going to get anywhere very quick. That's the trade-off, isn't it? Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. Well, listen, Barry, thanks for, uh, thanks for the chat. Really appreciate it. I'm sure everybody will be um, really happy to listen to you and learn a bit more about like your journey and what's going on. Best of luck. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm sorry it took us so long to connect. Things just keep happening. Um, no, but yes, so thank you very much. Thank you for having me along. All the yeah, best. Good.